Welcome back, folks, to episode 37 of the Subcockles of Reddit, your one-stop station for online medication with Buck and Sadar. I am Buck, she is Sadar, and we are bringing you stories from some of our favorite subcockles. Well, subreddits of Reddit. <laughs> and uh, we do... Well, I mean, and we, we dig into the subcockles to find some of our articles because mods on these freaking subreddits are kind of lame and after i submit the articles for sadar to review they like to go back and delete every single fucking one out of the ones that i carefully curated and send but and you're not bitter sadar... you're, you're not bitter you're not bitter you're not no, bitter. no 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 i'm not bitter because you are sometimes better at curating lists so you know i'm sure that maybe one of of mine made it in there that two. Uh, out of out of oh my gosh two out of you know and i spent like 11 maybe 12 minutes scanning <laughs> 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 i mean like they're in handicap time that's that's fucking effort folks i mean like geez you know like uh well whatever I digress. I hope everything's going well with you this week, Sadar, and I hope that we've got some interesting things to look at. So what say you? Uh, I thought we would start off nice and easy. I was going to ask you, how's your cognitive functions going? But now I'm kind of afraid to ask. But we're going to start with r slash ask Reddit. Are you up for that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, because I'm, I'm going to have to rely really heavily on you for this question, Buck. The question is, how the bloody hell do you flirt with men? I thought for all of our relationship advice, this we this is a good question. Okay. All right. Cool. So how do you do it, Buck? Oh, that's how we're starting. There's no yes. like article to no, go. No, that with. that that's is just it right there. Yeah, that that's it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You you must. You must start with air. There must be an environment with an atmosphere in it. Okay? The man must be able to breathe. After that, food and consent. And then there's nothing... Like, that's it. Air, food, and consent. I mean, like, I, I, I really don't know what other advice to give other than that. I mean, like, maybe I'm just a real simpleton, but there is no flirting involved with me. There's there's no long game here. <laughs> it's air, food, <laughs> consent. I mean, like, after that, we're I'm I'm down to party. Oh <laughs> Well, I well, no, I lie, I lie, I lie, I lie. In my in my in my older years that I am now approaching the top of the hill, I do need ramps. But after that, after that, we're good. But you tell, know, tell me what... Logistically, that's fine. Tell, tell the listeners what's a ramp for a man like you. They want to go out and land themselves a man just like Buck. How do they seal the deal? How do they let you know they're interested? Ramp access. I, I would need accessibility. Like, a, a big part would be welcoming me to whatever environment we plan to be meeting in you know okay. holding the door for me at a restaurant you know things like that like i literally mean a ramp okay 
you know. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm mean, not going to push this any further because I really don't want to get in trouble with your wife. I think she's quite happy in her relationship with you. So, I know we don't normally uh, read the posts from or the uh, responses from Reddit, but for this one, I really like the top-rated response. So I'm going to read it. And that is, be honest and direct unless you want to see another, this girl was flirting with me and I had no idea post in Reddit in about 10 years. I think that sounds pretty succinct. Yeah. Be honest and direct. I'll be honest, my uh, experience is over 20 years old, but I do distinctly remember um, I was on a date with Raz back in the before rings and children time and he made some reference to me being his girlfriend and i said oh are we are we that now and he's well yeah so that's how raz and i started dating i think we were out yeah. to dinner together and apparently I... we had been girlfriend and boyfriend for a few months at that point I am clueless. Yeah. And that's why like I I I say air, food, and consent because you can't hint with me. I don't pick up on that. Like I, those surreptitious, like, ooh, like I was dropping you so many hints, it's so obvious to everybody else. No, no, no. It's always obvious to everybody else but me. And I never get it. And I never get it. And you know, that's why I ended up marrying the first woman that asked me to. <laughs> that's what, my first wife no i'm not kidding i'm that fucking stupid with with hints and everything like that that she actually just ended up asking me after we'd been together for six weeks and you know i just i was like oh you don't look to give horse in the mouth and uh of course i said yes because I just don't know how that shit works. You know, nobody flirts with me. I never got that treatment. And if I did, I never noticed it. So, yeah, be honest and direct. Don't try to be surreptitious. Like, I don't know very many men at all. Be honest with you, I only hang out with a lot of people. But of the people that I do know, none of us, none of us are like, you know, fucking super sleuths. Like, if you don't write it, we don't get it. Yeah, like we need I've, invitation. I've been standing right beside Raz when other women have flirted with him, and it just goes right over his head every time. Same. But, mm -hmm. yeah. but I'm not going to just sit here and make fun of the guys because I have an, a less clueless but equally embarrassing story from when my oldest was, I want to say he was about three years old. I had him out in public one time, just the two of us, and somebody came up to me, a gentleman, um, came up to me and started trying to flirt with me. And I was so shocked by the experience that I practically yelled at him, I'm married, and fled the scene. <laughs> so, uh, I'm... Yeah, I, I... <laughs> I I would not have picked up on it. Like I would be so easy to get into a van. Like <laughs> you would you wouldn't even have to show me the candy. You would just have to tell me that there is candy. And I'd be like, ah <laughs> open that door and let down the ramp I'm in. Like Oh my gosh. You know. 
We're, I'm I'm just that fucking silly stupid. We're both train wrecks, but let's get the party started, shall we? Let's head let's, over let's, let's. to r slash am I the asshole from, guess what, throw away 97361332. Would I be the asshole if I told my aunt and her family to adopt out their dog? Hello, first Reddit posts to so pardon any mistakes and throw away account just in case. T uh, trigger warning for dog bites. So Huck is my aunt's dog. He is a beagle mix before someone assumes he's a bully breed. I own his sister, which is her reason for keeping him. him. He's morbidly obese, over 30 pounds above what he's supposed to be. That's pretty darn big for a beagle mix. He's also aggressive. We got him and his sister from a suspicious breeder, so I was tasked with training the sister and Huck's entire family tasked with training him. I do not entirely blame them for his reactivity, but a bit can be blamed on them due to his lack of socialization when he was a puppy. Huck has bit every single family member besides my youngest cousins. This includes myself being bit three times because my aunt told me to help her with him. All of these were me grabbing something off the ground and him coming at me. Both me and my mom, my cousin, and several other family members have suggested to adopt him out to somewhere that has time for him, since they keep him in his kennel all day besides taking him outside and occasionally an hour to play by, hims by himself. Both her and her family are calling me the jerk for suggesting adopting him out, that it would be unfair to him and his sister. That's the article. Yeah, I don't think you're the asshole. I think your family's the asshole. If you can't, if you can't devote time to the, like that dog didn't ask to be there. Mm -mm. Like, no, no. Like, what I think you're an asshole for calling Animal Protective Services or the SPCA or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the dog's obese and they don't play with them, and they really should, and they don't. But it doesn't sound like they're being like terribly abusive. So I, I would, calling, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call the authorities, but I don't think you're an asshole for really suggesting that you get, get that they give the dog up. No, not at all. I I would go so far as to say that they are abusing that dog. If it's spending its entire life in a kennel and not getting exercise and not getting socialized and not being around people and not being around other animals. Yeah, that, that dog is being um, abused. But the unfortunate thing is, would be that if you do call the SPCA or if you do call animal control, the dog's likely to be put down because it's been abused its whole life. It needs adopted into a family that has the time and energy and heart to rehabilitate, rehabilitate that dog to try to give it something resembling a normal life for the rest of its years. And try to get it back to a healthier weight. But, mm -hmm. yeah, your family sounds like not good pet owners. Is the only nice thing I can say about that. You got anything else? Yeah, I, I think, no, no. I think not good pet owners is a good way to sum that up. Okay, well, let's continue down the am I the asshole rabbit hole with more would I be the asshole. From Liz41094, would I be the asshole for asking him not to hang out with his friends that much? <clears throat> I 
Me and my SO, significant other, have been together for five years and have a three-year-old son. My SO loves his friends and they're great. I love them too. And I love my own friends as well, but I feel it's hard to get him to draw a line in regards to how to prioritize us over his friends. Not that I don't let him see them. He sees them all the time, mostly every weekend and even sometimes during the week. But there was an instance where I was having a complete mental breakdown over the weekend, sobbing, heaving, and overall a mess because of the hell my son and dog were raising. And he went out to watch the fights. I kept telling him how I was feeling and he felt bad for me, but he didn't come home. I realize now I really do have to tell him to get his ass home. But I was trying to kind of get him to think of that himself because when I tell him he can't see his friends or not to go, he gets so upset. Today we were driving home and he told me he was going to be leaving once we got home to go to his friends to make some music with him. It's one of his passions. It's great and I fully support him in it. The plans were last minute. He let me know on Thursday. I told him I'd let him know on Friday. We forgot to talk about it on Friday. But I let him know I'd rather he stay home today. I've never said no to him going out before, but today I did because I was feeling exhausted. He got really upset. It led to this whole conversation. We talked. Ultimately, he told me that he gives me six days a week. Why can't he just have one? That he needs to de-stress and be able to balance himself. And he needs to see his friends because he feels his best with them. I eventually just gave up and told him to go. It felt like I was being an asshole for even suggesting that he didn't. I am now writing something out that I will be reading to him when he gets home regarding this whole situation, and I will be asking him to push seeing his friends back a bit more. Would I be the asshole for essentially just asking him to spend less weekends with his friends? So, did I hear this right? Is he going out only really for really really real one day a week uh well that's what she said his response was but she described him spending weekends and some week nights with his friends okay so yeah so what do you I think i don't i i i don't like being told what to do so would you be an asshole if you told and I have to come at this as if I were your husband, okay? Because I don't know any other way of doing it. So if I were in that particular situation and my and caregiver Katie were to say that to me, if she weren't telling me, I'd be very receptive to it. And, and it would be something that I'd be willing to talk about. I would not consider anybody an asshole for coming and asking me for something that is that is your husband he should not respond negatively to being asked or requested something now i just i am very unclear as to what his actual activity level is because if he's if i were if i were just listening to his end of the story and he's giving you six days a week and only going out one i'd say that you know, let let your hubby go out a day a week. I'm sure that he'd give you the same courtesy if you were to ask for it. But if if he's going out excessively, like you are saying, no, I don't think that. I don't think I. I you have a son together. He has obligations at home, and you know, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Yes, it's important to go out 
and spend time away from your family and do things that you like and that you enjoy and that you find enrichment in. But when it begins encroaching upon or making your partner miserable because you are in fact doing it too much, then yeah, I, I, I would, I would expect somebody to put the reins on that. So I, I don't think you're an asshole for, I don't think you'd be an asshole to ask if it's under the pretenses that you're saying. I just, I don't know where, where it would go from there. Like what if he bucks and says no, like who's the asshole then? I don't think you're an asshole for wanting to ask him that. No. That's, that's a really good answer. I don't know if I have anything to add to that. I will say, oh. I, I don't mm -hmm. think walking out the door is the best time to try to have that conversation, but sometime without forgetting, like you did last Friday, um, try to set aside time when you're both home to talk about what exactly it is that you need from him and try to come to some kind of compromise that you can both live with. Because as, as we've already addressed earlier in this show, you need to be direct about what your needs and wants are if you want to be understood. That's the best yes. path to go. So um, be honest, be open. But Buck, you raised an interesting question. If she's honest and open and he tells her too bad... Then what? Hopefully it See, doesn't come to that. That's 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 where like that that goes into an area where I have a very low degree of emotional intelligence to begin with, which is conflict resolution. And uh, and I'm not really I'm not really the source for like I have good ideas on it, but I've I'm not I I don't like commenting on on conflict resolution because I rarely practice what I preach. I, uh, you know, so Look, it, the, that, that is, that is a, that is a one way road to conflict if he bucks at you. And, and that just makes me very uncomfortable. I think that's any relationship though, because the only way to make any relationship work, any marriage, dating, whatever, is if both people want to make it work. Both people are actively yep. trying to make it work. So good luck to you, but no, asking for what you need is not. You being a jerk. So we got one more. Am I the asshole from Cheesy Fry? Am I the asshole for not attending my sister's wedding because of her wedding dress code? I, 18 female, recently decided that I'm not attending my sister's 21 female wedding. My sister has her dream wedding planned. She has been dreaming of her wedding all of her life and has everything down to the T. She has her cake, her venue, her dress, the bridesmaids' dresses, and the flower arrangements all prepared. She sat me down and my sis she sat me and my sisters down to show us the dresses that she wanted us to wear. They were cute, uh, flowy pink gowns with lace around the neck area. We all loved them, but I had a problem. They were short sleeved. Now her wedding is in the summer, so short sleeves are kind of a must have. But I have scars all down my arms and do not want them to show at the wedding. I pulled her aside and asked if I could get a dress with sleeves or if I could wear sleeved gloves. She said no and that she wants everyone to look the same, so I couldn't wear sleeves or have a different dress. I said I wasn't comfortable with my arms on show around such a large amount of people and that you would see them in pictures. She asked if I could just put makeup on my arms, but I have... Uh, 
colloid scars and makeup won't cover them all. She then said, if I wasn't going to cooperate, I just shouldn't come. She told my family I was being difficult and didn't want to obey the dress code because I wanted to be different. She sent out her invites a few weeks ago and messaged me asking why I hadn't confirmed that I'm going. I said that I'm still not comfortable with being in short sleeves and that I will just not attend since I don't want to ruin her perfect day but dress by dressing differently. She complained saying that she had already bought the dresses and I said I'd give her the money for mine, but she didn't listen. I know I'd probably sound selfish and I shouldn't let my own issues be a priority over my sister's wedding, but I don't like being in short sleeves and there's no other way to work around it. I did forget to add I was not a bridesmaid. My sister wanted all the girls in our side of the family to wear the same dress as it's similar to hers. So not a bridesmaid, but still in uh, regulated attire. What do you say, Buck? Is this an am I the asshole post? Yes, it is. You are not the asshole. That's... <laughs> I, I mean, like, if if we're talking, if we talked about it again, we'll beat it up a little bit. Direct and to the fucking point, you are not the asshole. You are not a bridesmaid. You are family. I understand that the bride really wants a dress code. And, you know, I could see her really, really bridezillaing it out if you were in the bridal party. I really could. And, you know, that then then there would be the debate, well, the bride is a bride, but your disease is your disease. Now, this just this, you're 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 not even in that you're not even in that orbit like that argument's not even on your fucking radar. And. Um, yeah, I wouldn't subscribe to that, that that would I, I would I would maintain the same same standpoint that you that you are. I feel exactly the same way. What about you? Sadar, what do you think? I think there's too many brides that get too hung up on this idea of a perfect wedding. There's really, truly only one thing that has to happen that day. Just one. And if that happens, your wedding's gold. But I... When I was young and, you know, first marriage age, I didn't really get the whole hangups and all of the drama. And the older I get, the less patience I have for wedding drama. So you're not the asshole. And your sister needs to get over herself. And any family members that agree with her need to get over themselves too. Your request is perfectly reasonable. Your suggestion of the gloves was perfectly on point. And your, your sister's being absurd. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. Enjoy whatever you get into that's not going to the wedding that weekend. Yep. Agreed. As easy as that. All right, Buck, let's jump over to relationship advice, shall we? Oh, boy, can't wait. <laughs> All right. From Clay1455, I, 23 male, am dating someone, 23 female, who always shows up early and it's getting annoying. How should I go about fixing the problem? Basically, my girlfriend lives in fear of being late, so she always shows up to everything at least 15 minutes early, sometimes more. I appreciate that she's trying to be respectful of my time, but when I say, hey, why don't you come over at 8, and she agrees, I expect her to be there a little before 8, not 
20 minutes early while I'm still cleaning the house and showering and cooking or whatever. It makes me feel like I have to rush to get everything ready, and sometimes I'm still wrapping up work, and then I have to drop what I'm doing because she's there early. This happens when we're meeting someplace in public, too. I'll go there to find that she's already been there for half an hour. I've talked about her about this, and she said that I'm being dramatic, and she still does it. The other day, I went to get something from my car about 25 minutes before she was due to arrive, and she was standing in my driveway. I asked her why she was just standing outside in the snow, and she said she knew she was early and didn't want to bother me, so she was just hanging out outside until it was time to go in. I felt awful that she felt she needed to do that, but this is precisely why I'm starting to get frustrated. Instead of twiddling your thumbs in my front yard, just show up at the time we agreed. So I guess I have two questions. Is she right and am I making a big deal out of nothing? Or And what, if anything, should I do to alleviate the problem? What do you think, Buck? Okay. I would love this woman with all my heart and I would never, ever, 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 ever let her go. I really wouldn't. But that's because I live in a world where all I have in my life are fucking doctor's appointments. And if I were if I were with Janie on the spot like that for all my doctor's appointments, my life would be a breeze. But for casual arrangements and things like that, I can see how that would be a little a little vexing. I I really do. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you honestly what I would do. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's really right or not. So just take it with a grain of salt. This is honestly what I would do. If I wanted her there at 8 o'clock, I would tell her to be there at 8.15 and be fucking done with it. <laughs> just... <laughs> like, because like, cause I know that when it fucking counts, that girl's going to be early every time. If I tell her that we have to be at the airport at fucking 2, she's going to be there at 145. Never going to be a fucking question. I know for a fucking fact that that girl's never going to be late. Ever. I never want that to break. I never want, I never want to stymie that. <laughs> So I would just, I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you show up here at eight fifteen, eight twenty, and uh, and we'll we'll make it. We'll make a nice evening out of it. Well, that's a, that's a weird time. Yeah, I know, but I gotta meditate beforehand. You know, and it's just guy stuff. <laughs> you know, like she. <laughs> <laughs> there, just, just, just so everybody knows, there's no such thing as guy stuff. <laughs> but I, I mean, if you're just, if you're just gonna change the paradigm of fucking time, you might as well throw guy stuff into the mix just to fucking make it sound good. I mean, like, I just, I don't know, I, like, I'm sure there's a way. To address this in a perfectly healthy way but me i wouldn't i wouldn't i'd be like i know how to fucking do this it's a little thing called a loophole 
<laughs> just boom. I don't want her there at eight. I don't want her there at 745. Every time I tell her eight o'clock, she's there at 745. Well, what if I tell her 815? All right. Okay. That's it. Problem solved, at least in my mind. I mean, Sadar, what's the actual right solution to this? I think what your suggestion of, like, tell her to be there at 8.30, and then if she shows up at 8, 8.10, you're golden. I do think the OP is making a mountain out of a molehill. I, okay, I wanted, okay, good. I wanted to read this because almost 20 years ago, Raz could have written this about me. And you know what? He still could, because I'm still that person that's... I've got a doctor's appointment at 1.30. I'm walking in the door at 1.10. Yes! Have I, Why don't people do that? What, what's the? <laughs> and I'll tell you this, too, because I am very proud of this fact. I know, I know that everyone says when you have little children, like when you have babies and you have toddlers, you're going to be late wherever you go. Well, I was not. I was never late with a kid or a toddler. Never late. Because never late. And I, I don't know. I, okay, the first thing they teach you when you take your first psych class is never, ever, ever try to self-diagnose. So I'm not going to try to self-diagnose, but I do think that there's probably some element of a sense of lack of control in my early life that I probably was attempting to regain some kind of control by mandating my schedule in such harsh terms as being on time was late. And uh, if I wasn't 15 minutes early, I was late. I don't know. I, I'm not going to self-diagnose, but, but there's plenty of people like that. And maybe she's just really excited to get to your house. Maybe she just really wants to be respectful of your time. And for as far as she's concerned, yes. what she's doing by showing up early is being respectful for anybody who might be waiting for her. Uh, yes. I mean, I I get irrationally angry if I'm out waiting for somebody who said that they were going to meet me at 2 o'clock, and 2 o'clock comes, and then it's 2.05, and then it's 2.15, oh. and then it's 2.20, and I am, like, mad beyond belief, because why would you disrespect my time like that so i think that i think this woman's a keeper it's not something to be complaining yeah. about don't complain lock her up in a good consensual way like in your heart lock her up don't yeah. lock her up don't lock her up she might be late and that'd be rude but no, <laughs> like no, for real man like of all the bullshit to complain about my girlfriend is perpetually early. Dude. Dude. And if she walks is in that... your door at 745 and you told her not to be there till 8 and you're still doing work or popping in the shower, let her wait. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to entertain her the moment Fuck she walks in the door. That. Fuck that. She shows up early. She can work. She's your girlfriend. She can scrub your back. She can wipe the counters. That's the price. Hey, if she would have showed up on time, this shit would have been sparkly clean for her. You would have had your hair done and your teeth brushed. But she, she's going to be early. 
she's got to wipe off the counter with you. And uh, you know what? I mean, she, she thinks it's sweet. <laughs> There's trust me, twenty three years old, and she comes in as you're cleaning your apartment for her visit. She's falling deeper in love with you, dude. Dude, you are the first person to get nominated for a blowjob at the end of the fucking day. If she comes in and you're doing dishes, come on, man. Come on. Mountain out of a molehill. All right. You are just being stupid. All right, either way, yeah. Let's move on. More relationship advice from Tiger Smash. My 35 male girlfriend 29 female complains a lot and is negative it's giving me anxiety and i find it draining so me and my girlfriend have been together for a year and a half she suffers with moderate dissociation and childhood trauma i'm always supportive of her and i try to be patient but recently i have not been able to and it's causing me to react negatively i'm feeling anxious and finding her presence draining Yesterday, she had to do uh, had work to do, and I decided I will cook the meals throughout the day to give her time to finish her work. She found problems with everything I made, either too many ingredients, I didn't place things in the right place, I tightened, sorry, I tightened lids too tight, and this really made me feel unappreciated. The final straw was when she complained that I was putting something in the wrong jar, and I had to get up and leave to have some space. She's always complaining about her family, friends, work, life, etc. I always try to help her and guide her and give her a positive outlook, but then I get shut down for it because she just wants to vent and not looking for someone to tell her what to do. I just can't win. We are planning on moving in together eventually, but this buildup of issues is really making me doubt my ability to be able to live with her. What do you think, Buck? <laughs> I just, I would love to be around somebody like that for a little while. People, people, <laughs> and it happens all the time. That's why I'm laughing because I actually had a friend who was like that. And, uh, and he would come over here if it was, if it like would not matter. The world was never right. And he sat around me for about 10 minutes and he's like, oh, it's raining. And I was like, nah, man, that's liquid sunshine. <laughs> like, I, I'm just you. such a happy... He, but he didn't. Like, he tried to at first. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like a cold front meeting a hot front. It really was. And it's just like, I really just am anti-negativity. Like, <laughs> People who are around me for five minutes who are like that just... <laughs> they just get so angry. <laughs> they get so mad. Okay. Buddy, I'm sorry. that Buddy, I'm sorry. Some people just love to be miserable. I think and... that's very true. I, I work <laughs> with a woman like that, and I used to say she could win the lottery... And she would find a reason to complain about it because there was always, always, always something wrong. <laughs> and it was draining. Um, but uh, she were groundhog, it'd be winter every day. <laughs> but as far as a relationship like this, you mentioned that she has dissociation and childhood trauma. It's very likely that is the root of some of her behavior. 
And I think you've really got two paths to go on. Um, you can continue this relationship knowing that the behavior may never change and it will negatively impact your mental health. Or you can cut your losses and walk away now. Um, and that's a decision that only you can make. But I do think it's very unlikely that your girlfriend is uh, going to change very much. While it's totally fair and reasonable for people to vent to their significant others and not necessarily want um, a path to fixing the issue, I mean, sometimes you just got to blow off some steam and, and that's all you need. Um, if she's really as negative and draining as what you're portraying here and that nobody can ever do anything right for her, it's really unlikely to change and very, very likely to hurt you even more over time. So I know I said you know, it's I... for you to decide, but man, I, I don't know that I could deal with that forever. Again, okay. yeah, like... I'm going to say something it might not be the right thing to do but I have done it before and it has proven results sometimes good sometimes bad mm -hmm. but they you know I uh, I oftentimes look at somebody who refuses to see the light so to speak and I will just literally make I will show them the fucking math or I will make them show me their math. And what I mean is, is like, oh, well, you know, it's just so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like, okay, well, well, okay. I get that. I get that. Yes, that does look uber freaking terrible. But let's, let's, you are looking at it from one very specific angle and one specific angle only. And from that one specific angle, that looks absolutely monumentally terrible. However, we are living in a world with many, many different angles and many, many different ways to approach a situation, not just those one specific way. So how about we both take a deep breath and maybe step back and look at maybe some alternate angles to this particular, to this particular you know, thing that you're looking at here, and maybe we can iron down a solution. And if we can't find a solution or some common ground to get over this hurdle, maybe we need to look at the damage that this hurdle is creating to other aspects of our life by over-focusing on it. And maybe we need, to, we need to, to start taking steps to put this hurdle behind us, whether we can, you know, tackle it down or overcome it or whatever. Maybe it just has to be in the path. And, and you, you just kind of like force them to kind of look at reality, not accept reality. You know, accepting reality to me is is very like, you know, it's not black or white. Accepting reality comes in many, many different flavors. But, you know, forcing somebody to actually look at reality, like what is versus what isn't, is is sometimes the way to go. Like, hey, is this really, really that bad? Let's look at this from more than one angle. 
and try to try to try to crack this nut and and maybe maybe you might get somewhere with her and kind of like chip away at her at her you know like maybe maybe force her to look at other problems in her life like this maybe create like a new habit or a way of thinking like you know some people just lack that problem solving ability and you know they just kind of have to like dwell on problems until they either burn themselves out or consume them with other sorts of mental illnesses again like i said i'm no professional or doctor but you know a lot of times i've i've looked at somebody and been like hey let's let's really just math this out and look at it and make a few decisions here and you know maybe maybe we can get somewhere maybe we can't but you know and maybe bitching you... about it isn't do it's like it's time to do something even if it's wrong like let's do this and maybe if you try to force your girlfriend into mathing it out enough she'll she'll either crack or she'll get fed up with you and dump you and problem solved <laughs> yeah like and like i said you know my way wasn't the right way but it is a way you know, like <laughs> i don't know how like i don't know how good like it may not be good advice but it is advice and you can kind of like i've done it and it's worked sometimes and other times it's kind of flopped in my face so like meh you know, you know relationships it sounds with, like it sounds like you're out of it sounds like you're it sounds like you're out of options so yeah relationships would be easy to keep perfect if there were only one person in it but that's not the way relationships work so they're they're all different levels of how do we go how do we go forward from here can we go forward well, I from mean, here so per perfection sucks ass anyhow man perfection is so lame perfection has no benefits explain to me one benefit of perfection you can't however i can give you you know what some would say is proven 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 fact that perfection does not end well okay have you ever heard of this cat named jesus <laughs> oh, yeah gosh. <laughs> yeah i heard he was a jew <laughs> buddy i'll tell you what if that's the price for perfection i'm good being i'm good <laughs> smear a little shit on my shirt i'm cool with that so you know okay perfection right. perfection ain't all it's cracked up to be people let's just settle for what we've got and keep moving forward and in that vein Let's move on to our next relationship advice uh, from <laughs> professional yam 601 is my boyfriend 31 male trying to brainwash me 28 female. My boyfriend and I share a Google account. He left two or three weeks ago as we were ta uh, taking space and time, but he has his own computer that he took with him when Googling something, some brainwash brainwashing google searches came up and the first one was how to brainwash someone i don't know why i had this weird feeling seeing that so i checked the history to see when this was searched i'm regularly typing in google how to lol and i've never seen the search come up before turns out my boyfriend has been searching how to brainwash how to brainwash 
and cult stuff for a few days. The most recent one was Does Time Brainwash or something like that, which he Googled and the same night he told me we shouldn't talk for a few days and that he just needed space because he's upset. Should I be alarmed about this or am I way reading into things here? Seems like too much of a coincidence to not be related, right? Or am I paranoid? What do you think, Buck? <laughs> yeah. I think you should break up with this guy just because he's a fucking tool. And by a tool, I mean like a hammer, but not as useful. Who the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh my god. How many video games do you have? What are they? Who are they made by? And how often does he play them? You know, I have so many questions. So many questions. Who fucking Googles how to brainwash? Okay, I would be on a scale of 1 to 10, okay? Ultimately, I would leave this guy. I wouldn't say leave him. That might be harsh. But because on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say you should be at a 4 concerned. No, you should be a little bit... You should be a little... Leave the motherfucker, but still only be at a 4 concerned. And I'll tell you why. Because this dude obviously does not want a girlfriend. He does not want a woman who is capable of independent thought. He just wants some sort of like Stepford, you know, lay down when I tell you, put your ass up in the air when I tell you kind of fucking gal. What the fuck would he need to brainwash you to do? Are you not putting out enough? You know, if that's the case. Do you have an opinion? I think like, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, like, come on, like, what the fuck? What is he trying to brainwash you for? Are are you smarter than he is? Because, well, I don't know if you are. But, you know, no, you should be concerned a little bit about this enough so that, like, I think you could leave now and just have him be like a, a little kid. Kind of like a breakup situation. Like, oh, you broke up with me. But if you let this get too serious and you guys get too vested in each other, then I could see this leading. He's, he sounds like he's already in the beginnings of like being a real controlling idiot motherfucker. And and that that to me is that like that's why this is a red flag to me. It sounds like this guy wants to keep you under his thumb. And, you know, being a nice human being, you know, obviously isn't you know, the prescribed method to do stuff. He just wants to brainwash you and act like a dick. So fuck him. I, that's, that's me. Maybe. I mean, I, I Google all kinds of things, um, partly because my kids will just ask me randomly things like, did Abraham Lincoln ever visit a volcano? And so we look it up. But also while I'm watching TV or if I'm, you know, reading things in one article and I come across a word or an acronym or something I'm not familiar with, I look it up on Google. Um, same thing with TV shows. I might look it up on Google. So I would... Look, if it's a legitimate search and he's looking up how to brainwash someone, by all means, dump him, especially for being too stupid to look up how to manipulate <laughs> But um, at least try to manipulate me before you try to brainwash me and turn me into a Stepford wife. You know, have some respect. But um, 
I, I think that there, if this is really the only concern, then it's a non-concern. But since you're taking time off and he's moved out temporarily so you can have time and space apart from each other, it's entirely possible he knows that you can see his search history and he's trying to mess with you. It's entirely possible that he is a, just a creepy psycho. Psycho. Um, maybe you're paranoid. Maybe you're not. How do you feel otherwise? Do you are you uncomfortable around him? Are you feeling manipulated? Do you feel like he's trying to play games of some sort? Because frankly, at twenty eight years old, get over the games and walk away if that's the case. Do you feel yeah. un, do you feel unsafe around him? Like is he giving you danger vibes? Don't don't ignore those those feelings. Those can keep you alive and keep you safe. But if it is seriously your only concern about this relationship is he googled how to pray, how do brainwash and call him out, ask him about it. I mean, you can always go from there. You know what? I mean, like, I would have to default to, like, my one, like, fail-safe method of troubleshooting this, and that would be, if I have to ask myself if it's a good idea or not, it's not a good idea, and I just, I just get the fuck out, you know? And Fair enough. That's, that, that's, that's just me. If I have to ask myself if it's a good idea to stay or go, you know, that, that's, that's it, you know? That would be it. And I'd never look back. Just know I am a healthy, reasonable, well-adjusted individual who is able to keep down a job and a family. And I have some weird rabbit holes in my search history. Just so you know. I am not nearly as on top of my shit as Sadar. <laughs> However... However, my hands don't work. If they did, I would have some real odd shit in my search history too. Okay. You know, and for and for those of you who say, "Oh, well, you don't need to use your hands to search for stuff on the internet." If you think I'm going to say the shit that I want to <laughs> search out loud, you're out of your fucking mind. I don't want any I don't even want Siri to hear it. Well, I think we can leave it at there this week, Buck, and just say May none of us ever be judged by our search history alone. Can we agree to that? No. <laughs> we can agree to that. Yeah. Caregiver Katie and I have a pact that if one of us goes, the other one will immediately delete their internet search history. I th I was you want relationship advice? I think that every relationship should, should start there. Yep. But okay. either way, folks, on that note, please like, subscribe, uh, follow and tell a friend about us. Uh, we'd love to have more people join our, you know, our comedy monkey go round here on the sub cockles of Reddit. Also, if you get a chance, make sure you listen to the Raz Grease and I on the social liability podcast as well, found on most podcasting platforms. However, for the short term, we thank you for joining us for episode 37 of the sub cockles of Reddit. And we wish you all a wonderful, happy, and safe week.